Let's Get Down to Business is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice discussed in this production is general in nature and should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first consulting the advice of a tax professional. halfway through August and here in Sydney we're still in lockdown. It seems to be the lockdown that is never going to end and I know people are feeling really low at the moment. So today I thought I would interview my child, uh, Jordan. He's my second child and he's a tradie and he can't work at the moment because he's not allowed to. And I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk to a tradie who is, although he's an apprentice tradie, so as he says, I'm not actually a tradie yet. Uh, just to find out how they're going. Uh, it is also, interestingly enough, August is Mental Health uh, Month for tradies and I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about what's happening out in the world of tradies and basically that they're not able to work at the moment. So let's get down to business. Welcome to Money Honey Media. I'm Jo McCauley and today I have a not so special guest. <laughs> in my son Jordan so most of you know that Joel is the producer of this show and he suggested that uh, because of the fact that we have COVID happening and that tradies are largely affected by COVID at the moment that I interview Jordan so welcome to the show Jordan thanks okay so what have you been doing tell us how you're going with uh, this lockdown yeah it's pretty boring Um, I'm not really someone that sits around and watches TV but I um just been training a lot, mm-hmm. getting outside, working on my car, and it's about all I can do at the moment. Okay, so let's talk about Jordan, my number two son. Uh, Joel did say that I'm you're you're my less favourite son, but that is not true. Like I do love both of you equally, and I don't have a favourite. So it's nice for you to be able to join us on the podcast. Um, you're an apprentice electrician, so can you give us a bit of an understanding of what made you want to go into electrical in the first place? Uh, well, when I was in about year 10, I just got an opportunity to go work with an electrician. Um, so I did a few days when I was still in school and then I, th- I liked it. So I worked once I finished school, I did my first year of my apprenticeship with him and then um, I wanted to move on to bigger sites, better work, and I left him and I worked, moved to the company I work for now and um, I really enjoy it. I like working on big machinery and dangerous stuff. It's good fun. <laughs> it does worry me a little sometimes. <laughs> you, you maybe tend to be someone who's not someone I'd call the safest. You have a bit of a chance. You, you've been pretty good at being a bit clumsy over life, haven't you? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so what part of uh, electrical do you like the best? Is it the machinery stuff or? Yeah, so now I solely just do machinery. I don't do any houses or anything like that. I find it a lot more interesting. It's a, it's a different thing every day and you've got to think on your feet a lot more than if you're just doing houses or offices or something like that. So you get to think and use your, use your mind a lot more than just putting out wiring up houses every day okay that's cool. what i enjoy so when did you find out that you weren't going to be able to work anymore because of covid so i think it was the saturday the um government announced that 
football construction was shutting. We'd left work on the Friday, I think, and we'll be back on Monday. I've still got tools and stuff on site that I can't get to. Um, and then once that happened, sort of, I think, Sunday, we all got a message from our um, general manager of our company saying, you know, we, we're off work for however long. They'll keep us updated. And then um, by Monday, Tuesday, they were starting to feed us information about how to get the disaster payments. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought I wasn't going to need it because I thought it was only going to be two weeks. So I thought I'd just take annual leave and be done with it. Um, and then obviously, as, as it got extended, I ended up taking the disaster payment after a week because I knew I wasn't going to be back for a fairly long time. Now that Blacktown's been locked down even further to where I live, I don't know when I'll be going back to work. So I know a few of the boys from other areas are starting to go back, but not everyone's back yet. So, yeah. Okay. So how did you find applying for the uh, disaster payment? Was it hard, easy? No, it was pretty easy. I just, I had some issues at the start because my Centrelink account was still a child Centrelink account because I've never actually got anything from Centrelink. So that was a bit of an issue. But then once I got that sorted, I just had to pretty much stay, put the company's ABN in and stuff like that, um, say how many hours I'd lost. And yeah, it was in my account within, the money was in my account within about two hours. I think it was pretty quick. It was pretty straightforward. It was just answer a couple of questions online and away you went. Cool. And and the money we now find out is tax-free. So in previous podcasts, I have said that that disaster payment was a taxable payment, but it's not. So we've found out since that ScoMo had changed his mind about that and it has now actually been published on Centrelink website. So that means the money that you're earning now, you won't have to pay tax on. So in a way, you've actually got a bit of a pay rise. Is that right? <laughs> Well, yeah, so because I'm still an apprentice, I still have one day a week with TAFE. Mm-hmm. So I still I still get paid for that one day. And then with the um, disaster payment, I end up making a little bit more than what I was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot of people I know that have had to take that are really struggling because they earn a lot more than what I do. It's probably it's a bit of a good thing that I make not much money at the moment due to me being an apprentice. So, yeah. <laughs> So how long have you got to go till you finish your apprenticeship? Um, at this stage, I should finish in about August next year, hopefully. Everything going well. Okay. But it's sort of all up in the air because I've got my last semester of TAFE where we've got a lot of testing and things that you can't do online. So we don't know when we're going to be back at TAFE and it's not something you can sort of just skip over because it's pretty crucial to being an electrician. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd like to think that you knew what you were doing before you went out into the world as a mum. So <laughs> it's just like I know how to do it, but it's just you've got to be able to prove that you can do it to TAFE before they will sign you off. Mm-hmm. So it's we're doing TAFE online at the moment. It's a pretty big punish, but there's a lot of things we can't do from home. We can't even just do our normal like exams and stuff like that. And like at the end of the year, we're meant to do our capstone theory, which is like the last sort of step before you get your license. And we don't know if we'll be able to do that or not yet, depending on how long we're in lockdown for. It's pretty tough for a lot of people out there who are trying to finish things off. Um, Not only those at uni or at TAFE, but I really feel sorry for the kids who are trying to do their HSC this year. It must be a real struggle for them. 
I know how much yeah. you struggled with your HSC. <laughs> yeah, I was already working when I was doing my HSC, so I didn't have much stress with it at all, to be honest. <laughs> so uni was never really on your agenda, hey? Nah, never. Couldn't never. think of anything worse, to be honest. So you said you've been doing a lot of fitness at the moment. So what are you doing? Tell me. Because you can't no, go I, to the gym, obviously. Yeah, so I was lucky enough just before it all sort of everything got fully locked down. I hired a rower from a gym near me and I normally do CrossFit. So my gym's still sending us out workouts to do and I'm just doing a bit of everything. But got plenty of time, so I'm training for a good couple of hours a day, getting nice and fit. It's good. Well, that's good to hear. And, and so you can make a footy comeback when football goes back? Yeah, I don't know. It depends how long this goes for and how fit I get. I highly doubt it because every game I played this year, I couldn't walk for a couple of days after it. So I don't think that'll be too good. Licensed electrician that can't work every Monday. So <laughs> It's true. All right. So um, I was going to ask you, um, you haven't heard anything about being able to go back to work because apparently the rules change from tomorrow, even though you're in a LGA that's locked down if you have had a shot of AstraZeneca, which I know you have, um, apparently you might be able to go back to work. Have you heard anything about that yet? I haven't. I know I spoke to one of my supervisors today and he was going back tomorrow, but um, the way I understand it is that it's not necessarily the lockdown that's stopping a lot of the boys going back to work in the areas that aren't locked down. It's because we work for Sydney Water, they aren't letting contractors on site at the moment just because they want as little amount of people on site so they can continue to run their plant without having, you know, because if one of their um, people that run the plant get COVID, they all have to isolate. It'll be an absolute nightmare for them. So I think they're trying to minimise the amount of people on site. So I don't know if that will necessarily be um, affect me. Um, I'm just waiting to hear really yeah fair enough so you had your first shot of AstraZeneca and I know you were pretty quick to go and get it so what made you so eager to go and get vaccinated well at that time it was like I really want to start traveling and I mean we've had three holidays cancelled now me and my girlfriend so we thought you know if we get vaccinated get it done there's more chance that um we'll be able to travel sooner and then this that was just before sort of at the start of this whole COVID outbreak and, yeah, we're sort of a bit stuck now. doesn't really matter. We'll get it done. I think I can get my second one in September or something if it's, we do the full 12 weeks, which I probably won't if it means I have to go. I can go back to work quicker. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was mainly like we've had heaps of trips cancelled and everything we want to do gets cancelled. So we can if we're vaccinated, it's more likely that we'll be able to go still. I know a lot of... I know some one of my mates booked a cruise and you had to be vaccinated to book it sort of thing. Okay. So, yeah. And um, did, did you feel sick when you had the AstraZeneca or how did you feel after it? Yeah, I was pretty crook the next day. I still went to work and that, but when I got home, I just literally lied on the lounge for about four hours. <laughs> Felt like I had hot and cold shivers. It was pretty, it was pretty bad, but... I woke up the next morning, I was fine. It was just that that day after mm. that I felt pretty bad. And yeah. I believe that the first one is the worst for AstraZeneca and you should be fine when you have the second one, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. 
Okay. So what else are you been doing? Like have you been thinking of what you're going to do when you get out? Like what's the first thing you're going to do when they say that we're allowed to do things again? Oh, well, so right at the start of this lockdown, I missed one of my best mates 21st. So we all just want to get together and have a beer, but we haven't been able to do that yet. It's a bit of a punish. I mean, we've had plenty of Zooms and stuff, but it's really not the same. Just want to get around my mates, have a beer. Yeah, so have you had any more race days? Because I know a couple of weeks ago we've been doing family Zoom. So just to let people know, Jordan and I don't live in the same house, so uh, I don't get to see my kids either um, because they live with their dad. And so we have family Zoom meetings on Saturday afternoon and Jordan was all dressed up. I think that might have been Billy's 21st. Was that right? Or uh, I'm not had- sure. Anyway, so all your mates and you're all wearing your suits and pretending you're at the races and having a few beers. So Uh, It's good fun. Yeah, so you're trying to keep positive and find things to do. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's uh, pretty boring otherwise. So when you do get your apprenticeship, what do you want to do with your electrical work? Have you got any idea what you want to do? Um, my plan changes every couple of days, I reckon, but I want to, um, ideally I wouldn't mind going over to Western Australia and doing some time in the mines, make some good money, mm-hmm. um, maybe one, a couple of years over there and then, um, come back and then, I don't know, I've tossed up the idea of starting my own business and going out and doing my own thing or coming back to the company I work for now and just working there and climbing the ladder there. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet just sort of depend i'd like to ideally i'd like to start my own business i don't really like working for people i'd like to do my own thing but yeah i think you'll need a good accountant yeah i don't know any so (laughs) so um apparently august is mental health month for tradies and how do you think this lockdown is affecting not necessarily you but people that you know who are like i mean as you said you're in a potentially fortunate position where your money that you're earning is not really impacted by the by this. But have you noticed with any of the people that you talk to that they're feeling a bit down or not really? Um, I don't know. I think at the moment everyone's just trying to keep busy, trying to stay positive. I know my one of my good mates, Billy, he um literally was meant to get his finish his trade the week after we went into lockdown. So he was meant to go from being an apprentice, being on 20-something bucks an hour to go to 40 an hour. And then literally as the week he was meant to start, we went into lockdown, he went back down to $600 a week. So I know he's – and he's the sort of bloke that needs to be outside, needs to be doing something always. So I know he's trying to keep busy, but, yeah, it's pretty tough. (laughs) He's a bit ADD, isn't he? Oh, exceptionally. (laughs) So – before you were a, an apprentice tra- a, an apprentice electrician um, while you were at school, you were pretty good at footy and uh, you played some relatively high levels of footy. And I just want to talk about that for a minute, if you don't mind. Um, and obviously you're not playing at the moment and you have decided not to play representative football, which is totally understandable. Do you want to give us an understanding why you decided to stop playing footy? Uh, it was pretty. It was getting pretty hard towards my last cup, my last year, because um, the level I was playing at, not many people had full time jobs. Mm-hmm. They were sort of just 
doing jobs like teachers' aides and things like that, where their whole life was based around footy. Where I'd already started my apprenticeship, I wanted to have something behind me if I didn't make footy, and it was getting really tough. Where you work ten hours in the city and then have to drive two hours out to Penrith to then train for another three hours. It's pretty tough. You didn't really, and I wasn't playing. I had a couple of pretty bad injuries in a row. So I wasn't playing much footy. And when I was, I wasn't playing very well. And I kind of just, I felt like I wasn't enjoying it. I really disliked going to training. I'm doing anything to get out of it. So I just ended up pulling the pin because I just couldn't, there wasn't even a guarantee that I was going to be able to play again with my last injury because it was concussion related or it wasn't going to be for a long time. So I sort of just thought, well, I can't. I was on the last year of my contract. I thought, I'm not going to get another one. There's no point wasting my time just coming here and training. And um, it was making me feel good. It was making me feel quite depressed when I was doing it. So that's why I stopped. Yeah, and I know it was a pretty big decision. And apparently I was not the person you wanted to tell, but um, I think it was a pretty brave decision to make. Um how does it feel now that you're watching a lot of your mates that you were training with actually going really well with their rugby league and making it? How does that feel? Yeah, look, it's good to see it. I I probably wouldn't have made it, to be honest, but it's, uh, it doesn't bother me that much. I'm a lot happier now. I've sort of shifted a little bit away from a group of mates that I was playing footy with. I still hang out with them a little bit, but... I don't know, I'm doing other things now that make me a lot happier than footy and seeing those boys do well is good. But even then, I still very rarely watch rugby league because I just don't enjoy it that much. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I must admit, I don't watch it as much either now. <laughs> so, uh, But it was nice to watch you go back and play A grade. So that was really good to, to watch you get back on the field again because – watching you get injured time and time again was really hard as a parent. Um, and I think ultimately you had to make that decision. And, yeah, so I think from a mental health perspective, that's the only time I've ever noticed you being depressed. And uh, I feel like there was a lot of pressure on you at the time. And, yeah, so I'm glad you chose to do what you thought was best for yourself and for your longer-term success, really, because I think too many more head injuries wouldn't be good for you at all. Oh, yeah, that's – it was – there was a lot of conversation saying, is it really worth it? And in the end, it just wasn't. So, yeah. Very good. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we finish off or no, – I think it's all good. Have you got any questions from me as an accountant? I usually ask my people I talk to, have they got any questions for me? <laughs> so. nah, I think all my questions I'll just normally ring you straight away and get the answer from you, so <laughs> it's pretty easy. I, I must say that you do know a fair bit about business through working with me a bit too. So not only did you do some, you know, tradie work while you were at school, but you did some work with me. And uh, I know in business studies, you, you know what a buzz was, you knew your way around certain accounting packages. So hopefully if you do own your business one day, you'll do that successfully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, look, you know, hopefully you'll be back at work really soon. And um, in the meantime, keep staying fit and doing your CrossFit. And yeah, I look forward to being able to see you one day real soon. Yeah, for sure. 
Thanks, mate. No worries. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jordan. Uh, It was kind of nice to have a chat to my son and ask a few questions that mums don't always get to ask their children. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice to chat to him over Zoom. It's unfortunate I can't see him at the moment. Uh, He does have a tap to fix at my house and it would be really nice if he could come over and do that. Uh, I just want to thank my son, other son, Joel, who's the producer of this program. And I would like to remind you all that you can follow us on Spotify, Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to bringing another episode to you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.